Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review with the Romford Recorder and Time 107.5. Enjoy. It's our local paper review. Joined today by Chris Carter, Emma Lake from the Romford Recorder, Ben Vaughan from Time 107.5, or as I like to call you, maybe the gang. That seemed like something I should say. You can say that. Pretty street. Pretty the <laughs> coolest bunch of dudes you've ever seen. And I mean dudes in a non-gender-based way, of course. Thanks, Steve. That's right. Um, so, do you know what we should have... Oh, and then I've got it so wrong today, you know, because we actually had that moment of working out where people sit in the studio. Should have had you to the oh, other yeah. way around. Yeah, yeah. I've fallen into the BBC trap of gender bias. Yeah. Oh, and I'm on the right side, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, I feel bad now. Not that the listeners can really tell, but... Emma's got no idea what's... No idea have you not followed on. this story? No. Bill Turnbull leaves BBC Breakfast. Don't watch it. Listen to Time Warner 7.5. And um, his replacement, Dan Walker, therefore the most junior person on it, gets that seat. Everyone reckons that's... The the men always get sat on the left, and therefore apparently that's better. And there's all the pictures of them, all the the presenters, and there's always the man on the left. I tell you, I feel sorry for it in all this. Deck. (laughs) <laughs> Poor old He just wakes up and goes Oh, oh! apparently I'm in a girl's seat Cheers, thanks for that Unbelievable And uh, Ben Vaughan Sign your own over there You don't have to worry about this, do you? No Cool I'm on my own this, Yeah, like Eric Idle in the Pythons right? Everyone, they're a group But he worked on his own But he still gets the credit um, let's, let's see what's in the newspapers today then What is story number one? Story number one I think a couple of weeks ago uh, We did uh, trains And we did the chaos on the C2 C and um, that's what one of the C stands for. Yes, yes, chaos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this week, this week we are uh, focusing in Ilford Recorder on our front page on the train line between uh, Romford or Shenfield and and Liverpool Street. Okay. And basically, the headline is, and this was a quote from one of the passengers: "It's survival of the fittest." So, so natural selection is, is it's yeah. that bad on the trains? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's overcrowding because they're they're basically they're skipping trains are just going straight through the stations, not stopping because they're so full. Really, they're being delayed. But then, how how does a train know that they don't want to let people off? If you've got a full train... Well, the train doesn't know. I guess it's the driver. So but then the driver's not going to know either. You know, yeah, good point. Well, mate. <laughs> but the driver, if you've got a really full train and you think, oh, I'm not going to stop at the next stop because we're full, we can't take any more on, you've got to let people off. Otherwise, you're just going to have a full train all the way to the end of your journey. Well, I guess it, it, there'll be an announcement, we're not stopping at Ilford. And, like, oh. and then you hear everyone go, oh, and you think, yeah, okay, yeah. we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it happens, doesn't it? But it's, it's pretty it's pretty horrendous, apparently. We, one of our reporters, Ellen the Cruz, Went along to, she got on at Goodmaze, I think, about half past seven in the morning the other day and travelled to Wilford. And it, she said it was absolutely horrendous. She, she's taken some great pictures on, well, not that you can see much, you can just see <laughs> backs of heads, you know, those pictures, yeah. you know, on mobile phones of, you know, train passengers. It's, it's, it's chaos. And it's, Normally you only get to see footage from the inside of a train when someone is being drunk and racist. Yeah. Because that's when they yeah. people always film some of that and put it on the internet, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And there's also another great quote where some, somebody says that it's like be, um, that it's so packed that, they, that they're being pickled. <laughs> oh, like the, yeah, like sardines and things. So we picked yeah. up on that one. Packed and pickled in Russia, chaos. What's the solution? What's Emma? Our travel expert. More trains, Steve. Good point. Well made. <laughs> <laughs> it just is, isn't it? That's so that's our story. Move on. <laughs> So why aren't we having more trains? I don't know. Steve. I don't know. I, I mean, because it seems like Finances. infrastructure. Well, they just had a new a new uh, operator takeover, which TfL. They took over from I think it was Greater Anglia, yeah. um, who 
uh, how can we say we're not the most popular operators mm. um, for commuters in this in this area and I'm sure some of your listeners may well um, back that up it's been pretty the service from that on that line has been pretty poor over the years mm. and we've had all of the usual sort of thing you know leaves on the line um, we had I think a couple of summers ago wrong kind of summer because the weather was, <laughs> yeah. wasn't right it wasn't conducive to uh, running trains although saying that I mean it's it's quite the go-to thing to moan about, isn't it? I've never run a train. I don't know how dependent on the weather it really is. Maybe the how fact hard that... hard is it, surely? Well, right, leaves on the line. The cliche of leaves on the line. Um, it's you, you don't want a train to slip, do you? No, but... No, I guess so, but... Can't we develop non-slippy trains? And we, we've got aeroplanes and stuff that... Why do we just invent a train and then go, that's that one done, we'll leave it like that? We know what the answer that the, tra- the train companies or the, the network rail, what their answer to it is. They, they cut down all the trees, don't they? Yeah. And, 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 yeah. We get, and we run the stories where we get all the neighbours saying, ah, oh, they've cut down all the trees, what are they doing? Of course, they've cut down all the trees to get rid of the leaves. To, to get rid of the leaves. Makes sense. Makes sense. The uh, reason your train works there, your old uh, train there, is because you don't have a tread... It's metal on metal on the wheel. You ready for the words? Oh, I can't remember it now. Oh, rolling, fr- rolling friction. Trains have the lowest of all rolling friction. That's why you can have such a massive beast and an engine can pull it. And, but that means you've got metal on metal. It's the slippiest. So tra- all trains are, like, mega slippy. Makes sense. Yeah. And that always used to be a problem with my model railways, actually. So you got know, mini leaves. I, I can understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, did you ever travel on that, that train line, your, uh, your TFL1 Liverpool Street at Shenfield? I do, yeah, quite frequently, and uh, my partner commutes every day from Romford to Liverpool Street. Um, and actually, he said we've only moved here recently, and he said that um, he's so happy because we were looking at Ilford as well. Not just the, for this reason, but we're very happy we didn't move to Ilford because because by the time it gets to Ilford, you can't oh, get on the train. I see. At Romford, you're still okay at the that moment. So sad. Yeah, I think it's also the fact the fact that everyone is is, is moving out this way as well because it's cheaper mm. so uh, I suppose demand is going up so it will get like uh, Ilford soon um, uh, yeah. I think it will yeah it that will makes sense. but Crossrail is on the way and we're, we're promised bigger more spacious tra- trains that's true bigger capacity more frequent running trains so that's the solution for that one things might get better still leaves the uh, the C2C line a little bit of a sticky uh, issue down there but because I was last time when we talked about that I was I said that whenever I've travelled in because I used to do some Monday morning work where I'd get that train from Romford like peak time I don't one of the few perks of this job of not this but the stand up is you don't have to deal with people's rush hours I'm out of that loop goodbye to that loop but the one day and it was fine but you're right because I used to go out at Romford and we were the last people to get seats Mm, and then I'd moan because I'd always get like they always want to sit next to me. <laughs> I try and look like I'm not a good person to sit near, and yet oh, straight away they get in the space. Well, I have to sit somewhere, Steve. <laughs> That's why I leave it till I get to my destination to apply deodorant. It's the only thing I've got left in terms of warfare. But then, yeah, so I think as well that there's a slightly different breed of commuter on the overground to on the underground. I don't know what it is, but on the underground, although people are pushy... They still have some kind of sort of respect for each other. But when you're trying to get on an overground train, right. everything goes out the window. And it is, it is a bit like the Hunger Games, I think. It is. I was at I was Stratford last week and saw a woman barge a blind man out of the way. <laughs> oh, man, alive. Yeah, we need something doing about that. But then that's the problem's not the trains, it's people. Yet again, flipping people. How do we solve that, Emma? Stop them moving. 
<laughs> Good, you're coming up with all the solutions today. Um, Everyone um, works from home. That, although that is the future, isn't it? As much as we do spend like loads of money now trying to make you know Crossrail, I'm sure it'll be great. You give us a driverless car and the ability to work from home. Will we be needing all this? I think uh, that was training? the future five years ago, Steve. Everyone I'm, was going to work from home, and I'm yeah. still yet to see it. So I am willing to. I've got a microphone there. I am yeah. willing to not turn up here. You know, I'm happy to be at home, but whether I'm going to be working at home, I don't know. Yeah. There's another great quote in the story, actually, which is um, on page five of the recorder, just to um, just to give it some context. But there's a great quote from a woman passenger who says, "I spend more time pushed up against sweaty strangers than with my husband." I think Emma, what do we do to solve that? <laughs> more, more time. Champagne, chocolate, spend, something like that. Spend more time pushed up against. If she's complaining, have a word with her husband, not the people on the train. She's the one that's pickled as well. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if the problem that's there is on the train or at home. Yeah, <laughs> you got to book in. You know, like a weeknight, Wednesday night's a good time for that. Um, the what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> story number two on the way. What's story number two going to be? Story number two, Emma is a lion cub. It's the Friday local paper review and it's time to uh, delve back into the studio, into the uh, the stories as we're joined by Chris Carter, Emma Lake, Ben Vaughan, journalists, the lot on you. Um, so what's story number two? Story number two is a cracking piece of journalism and my favourite story Can we just pause right there? Who, the who wrote this one then? Uh, Hayley Anderson wrote oh, this I one. Oh, I thought you were bigging up your own work there. <laughs> no, I did the headline. <laughs> um, no, best story of the week. Uh, so your dad's coming home from work. He's got a treat for you. Yeah. He pulls in and a lion cub pokes its head out of the back of the 4x4. That's what happened to this family <laughs> in the 70s. And uh, we spoke to Joanne Fisher, who is uh, obviously only young at the time, about her memories of William the Lion Cub. William, who, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Who lived with them in their caravan for <laughs> about three months. Just amazing. She um, says that they just thought, oh, we're so lucky. We had set with so lucky as children. Didn't really think it was that bizarre at the time. Wow. And the lion cub would just be there on her parents' bed, <laughs> nibbling at her mum's toes. And then just Dangerous. growing up and eating her. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a bit hungry. What, and what, what, how long did they keep it for? Did about, it become... about three months, but apparently oh, not particularly out of the ordinary for them. She says, uh, not long after, someone offered my dad a baby elephant. And at one point, my parents were deciding whether to go ahead with building a swimming pool as planned or an elephant enclosure. You've got to choose one or the other. Can't really do both. both. Although they do have a little bit of a paddle. They do, don't they? Um, how on earth did should they get given a lion cub then? So her dad owned F&G Autos in Romford and apparently one of the customers gave him a lion cub. In gratitude. Um, there's, what, why? I mean, I've had my car fixed in various places. I've never received service that's made me think, I need to get this dude an exotic pet. I don't know whether it's a, a compliment or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true if you want to get rid of it. Surprise, I've got something that's known as a man-eating at, uh, lion. Wow, yeah. Ever had weird pets? No, I had a hamster that bit my nan once. And then, was it radioactive? Where's this story going? No, she became it wasn't like... radioactive, but because she had quite loose skin being oh. old, it really just it got its teeth stuck in and was just hanging there, and she was throwing her arm around with this hamster, just waving around. So imagine but, if you'd have got a lion cub, that would have been a very different story. Very poor old nan. 
Mm. Um, Chris, your thoughts? Lion cub as a gift. Would you like to receive a lion cub as a gift? Uh, yeah, a small one, cuddly one. But, but they, they don't they say tend like to, that. They tend to grow, don't they? Yeah, like kids. Yeah. yeah no, um, no this it's is bizarre. I wonder if if that's how they paid him in lion cubs or or, or did like, they actually pay him and then this was like a little bit extra this was a tip I suppose yeah like in um, Nottingham's Goose Fair with the tradition of uh, give someone a goose a little bit of uh, barter whatever they call it yeah yeah, I mean, you've got to get good service if you're going to lion. A, I mean, there's a lot of animals in this story. It's not just a, an elephant as well. And apparently, he once got us a miniature pony. Apparently, and then, and then she said, "When I was ill, he bought me a donkey. Brought, brought me a donkey. Wow, that shit. I do love a donkey though. That's one of my favourite types of animals because <laughs> they're, they're so much better than horses. Horses are a bit showy, a bit kind of like, oh, look at me, look how I've evolved. I can mm. run real fast. Mm. Or as a donkey's, it's more humble. Yeah. yeah, there's a donkey in Bannam Zoo in Norfolk, um, and the donkey enclosure is right opposite the elephant enclosure. Not the elephant, the tiger enclosure. I was going to say, so if it's elephant this... and donkey, you just look as a metaphor for American politics <laughs> in a Norfolk Zoo. And this poor old donkey who just watches this great menacing tiger just pacing around his enclosure all day and he's just looks really stressed and all his furs come out and it's all matted you never know that could be the one that that mr car dealer brought home for his yeah it could be be the same let's find the lion do you campaign is that how long do they live for lions Probably would have gone by now, and it probably would be. Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah, so. if it was still around somewhere, we'd have heard of it by now. It'd be interesting, though, wouldn't it, to find out if there are any other sort of listeners or readers that have you know whose whose mums or dads came home with various tips, you know, animals, and I can't remember the full details of it. But there was the couple who lived in Chelsea who had that lion, and eventually, and it was like full size lion, wasn't it? And they used to take it like in the open top car, and then they released it, and then there's the video or a picture of them going back and meeting the lion, and it recognises them oh. and gives them gives them a hug but then it's a still photo so a hug is probably what it looks like just before you get devoured by a lion so i'd have to look more into that but i'd i'd, I'd a bit scary isn't it? it's a scary scary <laughs> by the way i love that normally i worry that i might sound like the most partridge thing on this station but a story about a donkey in a zoo in norfolk totally yes. sorted me out there you so go. glad you're in well um, you know there used to be a pub in um i think it was upminster wasn't it where they had a bear yeah a bear in a cage that's and wrong. there's a man yeah. who used to bring a monkey to Romford Market and kids used to have their photos taken with a monkey and we want to do a feature on that so if anyone has any pictures, send them in. Yeah, what type of monkey was it? I don't know. It, was, oh. it, it, it wore clothes. Well, that doesn't... Okay. <laughs> Fairly respectable one. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's a little um, capuchin one, I mean, they're barely... They just look like normal pets. If it's a, a mandrel, you're in trouble. It's, mm. it's small. It's I say about that big. Um, it's like <laughs> about a foot tall for, I, from the pictures. Yeah. And in one of the pictures, is wearing a sailor costume. Of course. Obviously. Yep. What else do you dress um, a monkey in? Ben, I have absolutely no idea what question to ask. <laughs> what have we been doing on Time FM News to do with lions and monkeys over the last week? <laughs> Not very much. Yeah. I think we did have an escaped li- uh, um, lion in Beijing at some point. And we covered that in local the news. last couple of weeks. The, um, yeah, so would, have you ever heard of anyone getting a gift like that? A lion? The closest I've heard to it was... Do you think it's still be allowed these days? 
No, no, no. Think so no. RSPCA wouldn't really look healthy no. on that, would they? No. My sister did a stint in Ecuador for a bit, and uh, on arrival, she was welcomed. She got given a bag by one of the local villagers, and inside the bag was a live chicken. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was live. <laughs> that great no, moment of prefer that yeah. oh you shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> it sort of jumped out of the bag and then she had to go and catch it that was part of the initiation it was ceremony good training it's it like was, watching Rocky it was yeah. a bag it wasn't a basket chicken in a basket it was a, it was a bag <laughs> this is a bit wrong I said I wanted it rare but come on um, so story number three on the way give me a hint towards story number three is uh, it more sensible than what is normally the sensible story number poss- two possibly but um, it's, this is about the um the town's header seller sadly dying. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll find out more about that on the way soon. We also got some calls during the songs, including these. Hello there. Uh, just listening to the story you're just um, talking about, my grandfather, his boss, was presented with two lioness cubs by the President of France then at the time. Wow. What did he do to deserve two? Um, he, he went to the... My, my granddad's boss, when he died, was a millionaire. He was a property developer. I don't know the actual story, how he comes to get them, but I think it was de Gaulle. It was Charles de Gaulle at the time when he was the president. And he got given but, two, yeah. But, there's, a, um, there's a joke in there about giving someone pride, but I uh, can't quite work out the pun. Two, yeah, two lioness cubs oh. that he kept. Uh, it, it was a chap called Boyd Gibbons, which... If you Google, there are, there is some bits about him. He was a property developer. Hello, Time 107.5. Hello, Steve. Hello there. What's your name? Yeah, I'm just speaking from Rob for a call. I was asking about a photo, yeah. interesting photos with monkeys in. You can, I mean, they're on the line right now. What Do you want to you ask the people from the Rob Recorder about interesting photos with monkeys in? No, I was going to say, I thought one of the ladies asked me about that. Oh, she does, yeah. Uh, Emma, she's on, she's on the line yeah, right I've, now. I've got one with my brother in Rumford Market. Is he a monkey? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> can you email it in to us? Uh, um, yeah, I can ask my daughter to do it if I can see what I do computers and say, I can ask her to email it in. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Does it matter what size picture is? No, uh, if you send it over, we'll, we'll work it out. So do you remember the, uh, the monkey man? The... <laughs> Sorry? Do you remember the monkey man in the market? No, no, it's, well, it's a long time back, I was going to say, but say um, I don't know what period it was like, when my brother was old. I was just thinking he was about, must have been about, what? 14, maybe. Oh, right, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What's the monkey wearing in the picture? Uh, he had clothes on in some description, but as I say, you're fed. I can't remember. So I'm going to take you a ticket of photograph and have a look at it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, email it in to us. It'll be great. A, I don't think he had a scarf on or something. Oh, excellent. Was it winter? <laughs> it's been a cold day. <laughs> I know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> on a cold day. It's probably heard that phrase about what happens to a brass monkey. It thinks I'm not risking that. <laughs> Afternoon, I'm Steve Allen. If you'd like to get in touch, you can text to 85 2 start with the word time and then the rest of your message or email on air at time1075.net as we dive in for the third section of the local paper review with Chris Carter, Emma Lake and Ben Vaughan. And story number three is... Story number three is the sad death of a f- familiar face in Romford Town Centre and that's the Heather seller, uh, Rachel Brown. 
See, that's the, this is an interesting thing. I had no idea that was a name. You walk past someone all the time, you see them, and then all of a sudden you realize because they then put the flowers on the little wall next to where she used to stand. Yeah. And then you just that's think, right, yeah. oh, no, that's, oh, that's what's happening. Yeah, so we've had a huge reaction to this, actually, on social media and also through the paper and, and online to, to, to her death. And loads of people saying how they remembered her in the town centre. And she was a, a, a nice nice old lady, actually. Mm. She, she used to sit in her wheelchair and just sort of apparently she would say surprisingly do you want a bit of heaven my love which which is yeah nice. on, on brand yeah and, and didn't sort of badger people for money and often offered them and i think one one lady said that um she looked a bit down so she gave us some heather for nothing and wished her luck and that sort of thing so she was a, a real character in the town center which yeah. people seem who people seem to have remembered with with fondness Never gave me any free uh, Heather. Never looked <laughs> sad enough. Maybe that's it, although I didn't get given a stress pig. Pure no, well, stress pig. You've obviously been having such a good year, Steve, that you wouldn't need you know, it, would you? It's not been bad. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I suppose they're interested in that area, whoop, that area where I used to see her. Um, the problem with that area is it, it's now so full. You can't walk down there from that like exit of the Liberty down towards, I can only normally navigate from like where the Pound World is. I know I have to get around from Pound World pound shop other pound shop um then it's so full of people though these days you get about five people trying to get you to change your broadband there's a guy who's doing the windows there's about a team of about 50 people with red jackets on with some sort of a charity then another one at the end that by the time you've got through that that when someone says would you want some heather you're a bit fatigued by it all well i guess with the locals it's their johnny come lately aren't they the old uh, broadband people but um uh, the, the Heather Seller, she's been there for years, and so mm. she's she's part of the furniture as such. So, so oh, yeah. she's. Uh, I remember we did a story a couple of years ago. Another um, character in the town in the town centre. It was a uh, homeless homeless Bill, I think it was, who died, and uh, and he was just um, this, this sad homeless guy. who used to sort of spend a lot of time in Montford Market Square, and uh, and mm. uh, when he died, we got a huge reaction re- response to it. So. I think Rockford people do value all the characters that, that they're in the town, and it's yeah. it's quite nice actually. And it's you know it's nice. I'm sure hopefully the family feel you know that it's that it's nice that they've had so many nice comments yeah. towards um, towards uh, Rachel. People, yeah, you're right. There are those kind of characters, aren't they, in, the, in local areas? When I lived in West Hampstead, there was the guy who just said hello. He literally said hello to everyone and everything. And as much as you know, it was just what he did. It actually was a nice way to start the day. You walk to the tube. This guy. You know it's your turn pretty soon as he's saying hello to the like lamppost and things, and he says hello to you. And you're like, oh, morning. I think it felt really good. So there used, local. Yeah, there used to be a guy who used to cycle up and down Goodmates High Road. I used to work in an office in Goodmates High Road, look down, and he used to cycle up and down. And as he would go past people, he'd just shout, "Oi!" Like that, really loud. <laughs> and because all these people were just, you just see these people. Oh. Really That's a really good idea. If I, if I had spare time and a bike, I'd be doing that right now. Do you, so you're originally from Norfolk. In Norwich, you've got the Puppet Man. I knew there'd be a good one. He's Talk. brilliant. He's um, he's he sits there in or well, stands in dances. Actually, uh, we'll come to that in um, the main shopping street in the centre of Norwich, and he's got a boombox. Oh, and yeah. with tapes. Not CDs, of course, just to make it even authentic. better. Yep. And he's got two puppets, one on each hand, and he dances to whatever song it is. Michael Jackson's a particular favourite of his, and kind of goes while he's waving his puppets around. <laughs> oh, and it's wow. and he's but he's 
You've Everyone gone, knows and loves them. We definitely from need partridge, <laughs> partridge to David Brennan in one day. <laughs> oh, we definitely need the webcam. <laughs> and the EDP goes missing for a day or two. The EDP, the newspaper down there, they have to send reporters out to go and find out where he is because everyone gets really worried and the rumour mill starts oh, going and wow. the county goes into chaos. <laughs> What's his name again? The Puppet Man. The Puppet Man, which sounds like and probably is a villain out of some DC comics. I just encourage you to Google it, everyone, to oh. Google <laughs> ben, where about so? Where was? Where are you originally from, Ben? Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was originally. I grew up near Colchester. Okay. Is any local? Um, oh, what's the phrase? Characters seems like the closest thing to it. Anyone that you notice there in the town? Yeah, there was there was a guy um, who used to have. Uh, I think he was homeless. I couldn't work it out, but. Homeless or or wanting a wannabe busker, but he didn't play an instrument. But instead, he had a Dyson Hoover. That, um, wow! <laughs> it's good. It is a great. Man. It's How true. did he? Yeah, he had he had a what Dyson he Hoover. That he, he attached it. a saxophone to. Or, or I'm now interested <laughs> now. So, but a Dyson. Uh, so he adapted sucks, this Dyson it? Hoover, which swung from side to side and had a saxophone coming out of its mouth. Not right. a Dyson. What am I talking about? Henry. Sorry. Henry. 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 It made no sense with Dyson. We're yeah, looking yeah, at no, our no, faces when you say yes. Henry. Is there a, a, a blowback option on a Henry? A reverse the because some some vacuums, if you get stuck, you can have the, you can reverse the the flow on that bad boy, can't you? I don't know if you can on a Henry. Can you not? Quite Sounds quite handy though, really, because he can sort of you know sweep up the, the streets yeah. as well while he's you know, in between sort of playing. <laughs> what effect did the Hoover have on the sound? I don't, Ben. Let's throw that one over to Ben, our uh, saxophone Hoover correspondent. I don't think Hoover was plugged in in the traditional sense, but it, it's, it's swung from side to side and it had a saxophone sound coming out of it. And how did it, if it wasn't plugged in, there are more questions here than answers. How on earth did you make a sound, not you, unless it was you? We've not, I think he put uh, a little radio not. in the Hoover which came out of the, oh. the, the, the false So was it a real saxophone, saxophone or was it like no, a... No, it wasn't no, a real okay. saxophone. No, uh, it was, I see, it was, he was pretending the Hoover was a saxophone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. It was a okay. bit odd. And, and, and he stood by it and, and sometimes occasionally sang along to whatever was playing. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, the thing is, though, these um, people make impacts on society in a way that you know we try and do through our jobs, we and I'm not more. sure if we ever do. We want to know more. Yeah. We really want to know more. We heard about the monkey, yeah, and the monkey man. We've heard about the Heather Seller. There must be there must be loads of people that remember. I wonder if we characters. don't get them as much nowadays. I mean, I, my theory about old, don't want to name them, type of broadband people out there ruining that space. Because it just it, it mm. stresses you out, and you, then you're just barking at people, and you're like, "Oh, well, leave me alone." You, you get some good buskers on the tube, don't you? I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's slightly different. I did. I did hear one the other day. He was playing a Bob Marley. He was singing a Bob, Bob Marley tune, but he, guitar-wise, he was playing another tune. I think. That's jazz. Mm, I think you just. <laughs> Something else, actually, Steve. <laughs> his singing didn't quite fit his playing, and it was it was interesting, oh, very yeah. much like the Monkey Man, I guess. But the, it, early from, rounds of X Factor. But the buskers on the tube have to audition in an X Factor style way. Do they to go ahead of yeah? He before must slip through. Panel. I think <laughs> slip through the net. Takes all sorts. Um, so I think we're we're nicely up to date. What do we have to plug? Give me something to plug, Emma. First, go. Uh, t- <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee, can you tell? Go uh, we've got two free packs of crisps. Crisps, yeah. Uh, in this week's paper, tickets to Legoland, trip to the zoo. We've sorted out your Easter holiday for you. Uh, and all for £1, available from all good retailers. 
<laughs> you're always on message. And uh, page 18, I hear, is the, the lay of the land today. Page 18, that's not bad, Steve. Not bad. I mean, it bad? was one about the budget. It's not your best, is it? But yeah. I thought it was... All right, uh, David Brent Partridge <laughs> over there. I thought it was uh, interesting. And, uh, um, a letter to the Beeb. You know? Exactly, yeah. I wrote a letter, a letter of complaint to the BBC. Mm. If they ever find out about that, that'll be amazing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and anything else we need to plug, Chris? I mean, no, was, we, Emma did a very good one. Yeah, she did. She yeah. did. I'd like to just um, also mention the actually Mayor's Community Awards in Redbridge, which we went to this week on Wednesday, and our Young Citizen was uh, of the Year was announced, and uh, that was Jamil Campbell, a fantastic young young person who's, who's well deserving of the of the award, and also the the other Mayor's Community Awards. Will be um, published in a, in the Offer Recorder next week. Beautiful work, Ben. Or anything? What we've got to plug a podcast available of uh, Vaughan Report? Is that the thing? I still believe it's it? still on the Recorder's website. Yeah. yeah, and there'll be a new report uh, next Saturday, so a week tomorrow. And uh, also, I'm off on holiday for three weeks, so this is my last well, paper review for a while. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I will speak well of you. <laughs> um, and uh, well, until. Who knows when they'll be here next time. Till then, um, yes, thank you very much for joining me and stuff like that. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the local paper review. You can listen to the next one live on Friday, 2 p.m. on Time 107.5.